Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This is Anand Swami Nathan, and I'm on a solo cast this week as Jenny's taking a week off. Now this week, I wanted to dive into a recent article in the New England Journal of Medicine on low-dose thrombolytics in the treatment of ischemic stroke. This article was released back in May of this year, so it's still pretty fresh. Now, I've got a pretty clear position on the use of TPA in ischemic stroke. I think the role of the drug has been oversimplified, and the risks have been minimized. There are significant professional and monetary conflicts of interest involved in this treatment. A couple of years back, I had the wonderful opportunity of debating the topic with my friend Andy Jagoda, and that debate was posted up on the MCRIP podcast. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in hearing both sides of the story. Now, the article in question here asks a bit of a different question. The researchers in this study sought to determine whether a low dose of TPA or alteplase in eligible patients with ischemic strokes was non-inferior to full-dose TPA. Low dose of this drug has been shown to reduce the risks of the drug, mainly ICH and death. The argument goes that if low dose is non-inferior to the current recommended dose, a change in the recommended dose would be indicated. Now, non-inferiority trials are typically employed to ensure that a new treatment strategy isn't worse than the current treatment approach. A threshold for inferiority is set, and then we look to see if the new treatment exceeds or does not exceed that threshold. So let's get to the study at hand. This was Anderson et al., low-dose versus standard-dose intravenous alteplase in acute ischemic stroke, New England Journal of Medicine. This group compared a low dose, which was 0.6 milligrams per kilogram, versus the standard dose of 0.9 milligrams per kilogram of TPA given to patients with a presumed ischemic stroke presenting with four and a half hours of symptom onset. This group was looking at non-inferiority for the combined outcome of death or disability at 90 days. The non-inferiority threshold here was taken from a Cochrane analysis in 2014 looking at the efficacy of IV TPA in ischemic stroke. Now, the bottom line is that they found that the upper limit of the confidence interval for the odds ratio for the primary outcome exceeded the predefined non-inferiority threshold. This basically means that the low-dose TPA strategy was inferior for the outcome of disability or death at 90 days. Now, this seems pretty damning for the low-dose approach, but there's always more nuance to the data than first seems. First of all, the inability to show non-inferiority does not prove superiority of standard-dose TPA. That would take a very different study design to show. Although the upper limit of the odds ratio surpassed the non-inferiority threshold, the point estimate for the odds ratio was well below the set threshold. Additionally, when you look at some of the secondary outcomes, you see that low-dose TPA performed quite well, in fact, performed better in some regards than full-dose. Mortality at seven days was significantly lower in the low-dose TPA group, and there was a trend towards a lower 90-day mortality as well. As expected, patients in the low-dose TPA group were less likely to experience symptomatic intracranial hemorrhage. It was about 1% versus 2.1%. Now, finally, this study does nothing to answer the more important question of whether TPA truly improves outcomes in stroke at all. Many of us, myself included, continue to question this conclusion and point out that the overall evidence defending this position is extremely weak at best. Now, the authors conclude, and I quote, This trial involving prominently Asian patients with acute ischemic stroke did not show the non-inferiority of low-dose alteplase to standard-dose alteplase with respect to death and disability at 90 days. There were significantly fewer symptomatic intracerebral hemorrhages with low-dose alteplase. Now, my conclusion is a little bit different. 
Low-dose TPA did not meet the upper limit of the pre-specified non-inferiority threshold for the odds ratio in comparison to standard-dose TPA for the primary outcome of death and disability at 90 days. However, low-dose TPA performed extremely well in this study. Low-dose TPA patients were more likely to be alive at both 7 and 90 days, and they had a lower intracerebral hemorrhage rate. I don't think this data is going to change our general approach to the role of lytics or the dose of lytics in stroke. However, in patients who are at high risk for intracerebral hemorrhage, so those with advanced age, low platelets, elevated INR, a low-dose strategy may help balance the risk and benefits a bit more. Now, check out the show notes in this podcast. I'm going to drop a link to a great foamy piece by Rory Spiegel on this trial. That's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net, where we've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up this Wednesday on renal colic and a journal update delving a little bit more into the details of low-dose TPA that we discussed already today on Thursday. Visit us on Facebook, and if you like us, like the site. Check us out on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. And when you come over to the site, check out all of our sort of friends in the foam world, the other sites that we recommend you use. Thanks, and see you all next week.